Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey. The Bombs Express is back, and we'll review round number 11 today. But before we get stuck into that, Corey, where can the listeners hit us up on social media? Find us on Twitter, at SC Elites. Find us on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, at Supercoach Elites. Um, and as always, on our beautiful website at www.supercoachelites.com, where you'll find Bombs' weekly uh, captain's article, a whole bunch of other content. The forums are going Nuts. Um, great news, Bombs. I had someone inbox us today saying how much fun they were having on the forums and how it's their new kind of favourite thing. It's almost become their pastime drug, um, having a play around on the forums. So um, it's great to see that our community is really getting stuck into that and using it for the purpose that it is for and to talk a whole bunch of super coach shit and help out the elitist family. So that's always good. Yeah, great news. <laughs> uh, how'd you go this week? Uh, well, you'd think 2,200 would be a half-decent score, but apparently not. Um, so that's what I scored, and I slid about 3K in the rankings and only uh, won two out of 10 leagues. Yeah. What are you sitting overall? Uh, 9,300. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Hang on. Oh, yeah, so 9,300. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had a pretty dismal week as well with a two two three five, and that felt dismal even during the week. So... Wasn't overly impressed. Dropped back down to 6,163 overall. So it's actually crazy that we were a little bit close in that last week and our score wasn't too much different. So as we talk about every week, that log jam is definitely there. These rookies that we had to field during the week, Corey, my goodness. And you know what? It's not even just about the rookies, Corey. I brought in Lockie Neal for a 79 (laughs) and traded out Walsh, who scored 93. I'm Did not you, happy. Oh, you move Walsh for Neil. Oh, and it cost me 14 points. We want to hear the beauty about this, Corey. <laughs> no, no, it gets even better. Oh, yeah. Because all week I was trading Scrimshaw, but in but uh, in order to get Lockie Neil in, I needed to find a player who was worth about, you know, a few thousand dollars more than Scrim, Scrimshaw to trade out. And guess who that player ended up being? Sammy Walsh. No, oh. Dersma. So it cost myself a bloody putt in the back line. To, oh, absolutely filthy. Trades, Corey, do not always improve your team. I've learned that this week. That is absolute carnage. And on top of that, you bought in Young too, didn't you? Yep, yep, that, that pathetic St. Kilda. So I went Dersma to Young, <laughs> where there was about a 100-point difference, Corey, and, and Walsh to Neil, where I copped another 14, 15 point. Oh, it was a pathetic week, I'll tell you. That, uh, that hurts. That, nah, um, I'm not happy. That, I'm not happy, that, mate. That's hurt. So, lucky I had the uh, luxury of a DPP, which meant I could move Drew over Dersma. Um, so I could get, I think, did I bring Jake Lloyd in last week? I can't even remember my trades. Yeah, it's for, for Jake Lloyd. Um, but managed to hold Sammy Walsh as well, so that's all right. Bringing young early hurt, and this is probably the prime example why we don't bring in players early. Of course, I'm, I mean, the boat I was in, I'm sure there would have been hundreds of super coaches out there in the same boat that, due to players not being picked, no choice but to get to go early on young to avoid a donor. So, I mean, you take the good with the bad, but oh, if it was this week, and I'm sure we'll talk about it when we get on Bubby, Bubby Boys, Bubble Boys. Not probably going to be condoning Robbie Young. 
Mod Bench, Corey, is dead. It is dead. Well, Listen, yeah, Bre- no, I've got no. Scott, I've got Hayes, I've got Sweet, I've got Young, I've got stuff all, Corey. I've got stuff all. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day. Just if I if Dangerfield played, that means you're not taking. I'm not taking Young score. Yeah. Um, Maddie Crouch comes in. It means I'm not fielding Lockhart down back as well because I would have swung uh, Dersma. Would have kept Dersma down back and played Crouch on field. That's that alone is almost bloody an extra 200 points. So I think the way sometimes you got to look at it, uh, elitist. If you have a bad score, try and find if there is any positives out out there. Just try and pick them apart because once I kind of worked that out in my head, I'm like, all right, well that's probably plus 200 points on any given week. Made me feel a little bit better about myself. So I may have scored two, two, three, five, but you know, in my head. I scored 2,400, and that's where we like to live down here at uh, uh, Flemington RC. We like to live inside my head with my boys in the huddle and in just that cone of security. So it's all about safety, security, just sitting on the fence, you know, Bumps. It's it's not as dangerous on either side of the fence. If you just hold on to that fence and just stay there, you feel safe. And I think sometimes, Corey, when you're used to getting a little prick in the, uh, in the rear end, sometimes you don't mind getting a few more pricks in the rear end, if you know what I'm saying, Corey. <laughs> uh, um, but look, let's let's talk about rookies. Enough about our teams. Uh, let's move on to the chat now. Again, round the grounds this week. It, it's it's going to get spoken about. Jackson Haley put on an absolute clinic in the Magoos, and I'll talk about it when we get there. Wouldn't you love for him to to finally get a go? Um, 117k Ruckman Darcy Fort negative 86 break even. Negative 55 break even down back with uh, Mitchie Hinge, uh, 123k defender, 123k midfielder Oscar Baker, my boy. Um, and then, of course, 117k forward Robbie Young, who both me and you own. Um, would love to not own him, but I've got him sitting there. Bumps, uh, who out of these kind of tickles your fancy? What are you looking at? Um, we'll start there and then we'll go talking about him each individually. Yeah, now look, I didn't mind the look of Oscar Baker on the weekend, and um, I didn't catch a lot of the Brisbane game, just due to Kootman's on a Sunday evening. Um, however, Mitch Hinge is probably just likely to find his way into my team, and uh, I probably am going to look at um, Oscar Baker too. Darcy Fort won't get named this week. I'd be surprised if Young was named as well. So, look, we'll kind of just have to see, wait and see what happens with team selection, but uh, at this stage, I would have thought Baker and Hinge are probably the two ones that I'm, I'm likely to sort of make a move on. Yeah, I was really impressed. You say you didn't see uh, Hinge's game. I was really impressed with a bit of the eye test. Done a little bit. Had 14 disposals. Didn't really set the world on fire. Kicked a pretty clutch goal. The one thing that I loved about Hinge was when he lined up on the wing in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line. So not afraid to give him that time in the midfield. He looked pretty crafty. Um, I I really liked the look of Mitch Hinge. Um, Yeah. Uh, he's one that I, and Oscar Baker. I mean, I, I write. I think I've written about six articles on him in uh, Bubble Boys over the over the time of his career. But I'm just worried with the days whether he's going to keep his spot in that team, kind of long term to earn enough cash. But I love the look of him. Did you see that uh, that one where he shrugged the? I can't even remember who he shrugged off and walked in and kicked that goal. Yep, certainly yeah, certainly did. Yeah, that's um, that's only going to get your brownie points as well too. So. <sighs> Uh, big, what's his name? Big, uh, the Adelaide Rock. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, Rob. Nah, not Rob, the other one. Jacobs. Thank you. He's 
ugly mug was in my head. Um, <laughs> Jacobs reports that Jacobs could be coming back this week, and rumours, I don't know how true this is going to be, that he could come straight back into the side and not even through the uh, sandful bumps. If you've got Rob and Darcy Ford's named and Rob goes out, and we're talking massive hypotheticals here, I don't think this is happening at all, um, would you condone or look at a Rob to Ford? Oh, to... that we had Peter Ladhams play his first game as a Ruckman, 123k in the weekend and drop a 66. Yeah. He'll, he'll be up for set though, so I wouldn't uh, you know, worry too much about Ladham. Um, do I go Rob to Fort if O'Brien's not named and Fort is named? Yeah, I'll pro- yeah, I'll do do that because at some point you've got to downgrade O'Brien and why not uh, put him to someone who might make a little bit of money. Look, I don't think uh, Fort's going to be there for a long time anyways and uh, probably will be dropped kind of through the buy period. And um, But, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of just cash in if that's the situation. But I don't see a circumstance in which, um, to be honest, Fort is named and O'Brien isn't on the weekend. I, I think uh, Fort won't be named and O'Brien certainly will. All, all very hypotheticals. Uh, let's play another hypothetical. Robbie Young stays in that team. Could you actually condone anyone trading him in after being yeah. owner of the 17? Corey, if anyone trades in Robbie Young, then they may as well, I don't know, they, they have to do something to themselves. Um, and I'm not quite sure what that is yet because I'll probably need a little bit more time. This is a few questions without this question without notice, this kind of segment, isn't it? You can't bring him in. 17. And if you just saw how shit he was, my goodness, there were so many players in that field during that game, Corey, that were just making mistakes. You know, you know what Young's problem was? He couldn't find the ball in the first place to make a goddamn mistake. They played Carlton too. Like if there was any yeah, game he was going to do it, you'd think it was there. Um, I mean, I'm going to have him on the bench anyway because I've got a full, I've got a full six in the forward line, so I've got nothing to worry about there. Do you have to field him? No, oh, full six. Oh, what's this? Is sort of some sort of crack and Noah ball to being a premium? Is it? Ah, you're too smart. For is that me. what it is? Yeah, no, I knew exactly where you were going because straight away in my head I go, "There's no way he's finished." And then it sort of dawned on me, he's bloody picking old ball. Yeah, that uh, goat gonna go, mate? Sitting at F6, this is lovely. Uh, averaging 101.1 on the season, I think. No, oh, no, sh- sorry, that's 305k with a negative three break even. Predicted score this week 171. Bombs, have you put any thought, any thought into finishing your forward line with Noel Bolter at F6? You can pay... Wait, have, have you still got Parker or Petrocelli? Corey, what I tell you last week, I said there will fair can be a walk-off if you, if you sort of started this business. Just test me. Just test me and, and I will walk off. <sighs> Just end that there with Goat going to go. So, you ready for who am I? Well, I mean, I guess I kind of have to be. Here we go. We're going to go top eight, bottom eight. Uh, so I play for a top eight side. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Right uh, five, Should have brought up the ladder before you started this. Five out of my seven scores have been 100 plus. Five I, out of seven scores. You I only am, played seven games this year. Oh, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly. That's very observant, but no, it's not Josh Kelly. I am oh. top six in my line for average. In my 12 years of super coach, I've never averaged Smart. over 100. I currently am. Luke I Shui? dropped below 70 this year. So Luke Shui? Not Shui. Last clue, I'm a defender. Uh, Shannon Moon? 
Basha Hooley, my friend. Oh, Basha Hooley, seven games. Gee, what in that one's to get to me? Yep, and he's sitting as top, well, not hard when you've only played seven games, but sitting in the top four averaging players right now. Is ba has Basha Hooley just crept up on us when not giving him the attention he deserves? Any chance he can finish as a top six by year's end? I've had a couple of people ask some questions about him thinking maybe at 500k he could be the one that they just slot in at a bit of a discounted price that could go on and do it. What are your thoughts on the bash? Well, well, how can you trust the body? How can you trust his body? Now, it should have dawned on me, but, Corey, have a look at his games played. Have you done a little bit of research before you sort of brought... And I'm I talking... I've done a bit of research, but like I said, I've had some people ask a question, and who wow. am I is a great way to segue into those kind of players. So how about you just... That is, Corey. ...question. I'll answer the question, right? He has play, He has not played more than 18 games since 2015. It's a big no from me, and I don't care the fact that he's missed two already. I can't. I just cannot trust his body. Um, I think his average is certainly good enough to sort of put him into this kind of calculation. You know, he kind of vies for that Luke Ryan, Tom Stewart, Rory Laird kind of position uh, in everyone's uh, team. Um, but just the... Purely based on the amount of games he plays, I mean, surely he can't be an option. I, you know, I'd never realised that he, I didn't realise that he'd never averaged over 100. I thought for sure there was a season there at nah. some stage where he had done it. I would have thought he's, he's done probably 97, 98 before. I don't reckon he's, yeah, that kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Actually, looking at his past stats, he's actually never done, he's never done over 95. Yeah, I, th I honestly, that's incredible. There, were, there was a season somewhere that he was just. You know, one of the, but in, in past in past years, I mean, how many honestly, how many defenders have we had that have been average? You know, averaged over yeah. hundred on year to year. No, that is true. So he may have been top six yeah. at some point, but yeah, no, very interesting point. Um, yeah, look, he, he's certainly as cheap as Rory Laird and, and those sort of things, and you know, average and, and that kind of things. Better ceiling, obviously, kind of better at the moment. Two one forties on the year, but. You couldn't. I don't think you can do it just based on the amount of games played. I mean, I don't hate it, but I, you know, I'm not sort of, you know, moving heaven and earth to sort of get him in. Well, don't even know if I can say heaven and earth and speak about basketball in the same sentence. I don't know if I've done something. Anyway, we won't go into that sort of debate, but we'll leave it there. Leave that one where it belongs. Um, okay, well, that's it for who am I? Once again, you didn't get it, so you're becoming really shit at this. I might get. Well, now I'll tell you now, Corey. I'll tell you why. I've become shit at this, right? But I just, I just don't invest in it anymore, Corey. Just not worth your time. Not worth beating bread at something else. Well, before I used to have, you know, I used to, you know, really get up and about about it. I used to do research. I used to try and predict what you're going to do. I thought, oh, here we go, another chance just to, you know, beat Breder again because you know I like to kick Breder when he's down, and um, I just got no competition at the moment, Corey. So I figured, yeah, you know what? If I get it wrong, who truly gives a flying hoot? Absolutely love it. Um, just before we touch on it, I spoke about around the grounds before. Uh, Ryan Gardner from the mid-season draft, being picked up by the Doggies, being announced to play this week too. So he's 102k forward. Keep an eye on him. Apparently can pinch it in the ruck, um, and they like his versatility around the ground as well. So could play back, could play up forward. He's one. Hopefully we get him in the back line with uh, Snint in the ruck. Keep an eye on Ryan Gardner. Um, set of field bumps. I don't know if he's still running him. He had 23 disposals on the weekend. Yep. Didn't. You know, played pretty well, but... Why can't they, and I don't understand, why can't they play Setterfield, Kennedy and Cripps in the same team? They refuse to do it. 
Well, with Dale Thomas out this week, someone's going to come back in. You sure? It does not. And they'll probably play the piss week, Lockie O'Brien. Let's face it. But why they can't play all three in the same in the same team is, is a bit um a bit bemusing. I think that's the right word to me. Probably not hard to get in that team at the moment either. Um, Isaac Quainer had twenty six disposals and six tackles for the Pies. Irving Mosquito kicked two two and had fourteen disposals of his own. Here's one for you, Bombs. Hopefully we get him at the back end of the year. Would love to see him back in the AFL. Harley Bernal, he kicked two and had thirty disposals on a return from his calf. Talk about bloody injuries. Oh, my God. Hately, six marks, six tackles, 36 disposals, and set the world on fire. Mate, give this kid a run at AFL. Dead set. He's an absolute star. Um, sure, I almost said Sean Atley then. Um, uh, oh, freaking hell. What's Atley's first name? Joe. Thank you very much. Joe. Joe, Joe Atley. Um, and Will Drew absolutely dominating for Port as well. Uh, Joe Atley had 31 disposals. Uh, Will Drew had 30. So, I mean, all reports are big. I can't even think of anyone at the moment. Big Rockcliffe's going to be all right to, to play. But if if he doesn't pull up, you'd assume one of Atley or Drew will come back in that side. And like I said before, Ryan Gardner, put a mark next to his name, add him to the watch list. We've got a 102K option up forward. And look, he might play that Noah Bolter role, Bond, so we might be gifted an absolute star. Okay, so definitely just keep an eye on Ryan Gardner. Are you ready for questions? Let's go for it, mate. Um, I've kind of loved the format of flipping it around and going to questions first. It's, questions, uh, I think, are a lot better than kind of general discussion, I think, Dory. We've got a pretty smart uh, community following, and they censors, look, there's, you know, the couple in there that can ask some pretty silly things, but they go through there. Before I even remotely get into questions, I just want to say, again, Elitist community, how much I am loving, loving, your input on the question thread. The fact that we have so many people getting on and investing their own time to one, ask a question, but two, scroll through everyone else's questions and give their feedback helps a lot. Because, you know, you've got me, you've got Bonts, but I don't know if you can trust Bonts because he doesn't own uh, Noah Bolter. Um, but it's great to see that there's other people out there who can just really put their input in and, and, and help out the community. Because I'll tell you what, Bons, believe it or not, we've got some pretty great people in this community and they're, they're ranked pretty pretty nicely as well. Well, Corey, I don't give two flying hoots. Hey, you know, we should also mention Scrimshaw. And I don't know if he's coming up in questions, but he's out for about a month or so, isn't he? A month, month and a half as well. So, uh, Four to six, they reckon. yeah, big time to trade in, mate. Well, I had to keep him, Corey, because I had to, I had to get rid of bloody Dersma last you week. probably sideways him to Dersma this week. If oh, I am so triggered right now. You've got no idea. Oh, it's always good, always good. Um, I was going to say something else, but it slips off my tongue, so let's go to questions. Uh, C3144322. Obviously had a hard time making a username. I originally planned to move Hall up to Lloyd this week, but given Hall's 115... Should have spelled Hall better than that, I reckon. Uh, any issue with moving Smith on instead? Nah, no issue moving Smith because I'm looking at the exact same thing at the moment. He can piss right off. I don't think you could get rid of um, Hall either. Right now, he'd be my last upgrade, I reckon. Yeah, he's, Corey. He's an absolute jet. But that could be because I don't own him. When, when we've got a Hall that is worth that many dollars in our team... You, you, and, you know, playing for your side, Corey, you don't want to get rid of the hall. 
you don't that, get, you that, don't you do not get rid of your main horse. Not not one, not one that has got so much value. Yeah, and even a little bit underpriced, Corey. And can do that much out on the field as well. It's well, Corey. The output from all it just gets us all a little bit excited. I must say. Uh, hey, let's have a talk about Smith. <laughs> um, what's the go with uh, Smith? What's the go with Adelaide in general? I mean, hey, he's done his job. But would we would we be would we be shitty? Would we be sorry? Would we be thinking of moving Smith in in that last quarter? He's done what he's done for the last six weeks and put it up on another forty and put another ninety on the board. Well, probably not, but the but now the kind of thing is is that we got players like Hearn who are just producing week after week after week. You got players like Bashahuli who people might want to have a little look at. You've got players like Stewart. People don't have Lloyd. Uh, you know, Whitfield. Um, there's so many options that are far superior than Smith. He's sitting at four thirty-eight. He's made us over hundred k. He's averaged us, you know, close to ninety throughout that period. He's done his job. But can I ask a question? Is the key not here with buy rounds a week away? Yeah, so one week away before we start our buy rounds. Is the key here almost maybe hold Brody Smith until he's because Adelaide have the last buy. Hold him yeah. for the last buy round. If you don't yeah. have Hearn, grab Hearn. Yeah. Nah, Corey, very smart. Yeah. And after you've said that, I've now changed my whole plans about <laughs> trading Brody Smith this week, Corey. <laughs> Because I forgot, I forgot how quickly buy rounds were upon us. Because only I, next I, week, or whatever. Honestly, I'm not even joking. I, you know, we play indoor soccer here. Uh, rocked up to indoor soccer that night, and one of the boys said, "I can't believe buy rounds are here." And yep. I was just like, "What do you mean? Like, it's it startled me." I'm like, "No, nah, they're not here yet." Yeah. Obviously, being a week away, and even two, like the fact that they, you know, we've got one week of pro rounds, and then the buy rounds. I can't believe how quick this season's gone already. Yep. Oh, you know, it'll be Christmas. Well, and then we'll be talking about 2020 kind of pre-season teams and that sort of thing. So, you know, certainly, look, Adelaide, didn't realise Adelaide had the last buy, to be honest. Um, and so last buy, you'd be almost insane to uh, to trade him out now at this point. You're holding right up uh, through round 12, let him play on your, oh, sorry, round 13, let him play in your field. And at that point, they're sort of offloading 438. What's the worst case scenario? It's worth like four twenty k, but you get an extra score on your field for probably, you know, one of those two weeks there during the buys, depending on who you're training to. So, yeah, certainly, uh, certainly hold. Right now is a good time to kind of uh, start. Not really, pl- like, well, yeah, planning for buys, just prepping, having a look at when players are on their buys, when players are off their buys, how trades would work. You know, if you're looking at training someone this week, well, do they play the first two exactly? I.e., um, Smith and and when is their game off? Because I was having a look at Kelly, and we'll talk about later in the in the segment. And Kelly plays that last buy, and well, three weeks of Kelly before a buy, I can bench him, no problem about that. You know, especially if I'm trading up players I don't have, like I.e. not me, but you know, if you've got Constable, who I don't know if everyone knows, he's actually hurt himself in the VFL last week. Um, or, or those kind of players, you're going to have a scrimshaw that needs to go now that can't cover the buy. So, you know, having a look at moving those players first, and I love the feedback. Man, there, there are so many replies on these posts. It's actually great. Uh, Lachlan Fox 12, currently sitting 100 spots outside the top 1,000. With 19 trades left, 200k in the bank, is it worth going Welsh and Smith to Whitfield and Cameron this week? Or just look to say, or just just look at us say, we injure. Who the hell's Cameron? Well, Jeremy. Jeremy. 
Oh, that's ugly. Um, Walsh, oh, Brody. Jeremy Caron, he's just outside the top six. He actually might even be top six on average. Brody Smith to Whitfield. That is electric, and you can ignore everything we just said about holding him if you're going to go get uh, Lockie Whitfield. Cause special, it, same buy. Same buy. Yeah. That, sorry, same. That's, we should have spoken about that for all. If you're trading for someone in the same buy, then it's... That made a difference. Correct. Yeah, and... Uh, Georgia, he, he might even push 150, 160 this week as well. Um, so I think, yeah, certainly uh, you're going to be going and grabbing Lockie Whitfield. Um, uh, the Cameron one I'm a bit more hesitant on. Um, certainly an upgrade, though, wouldn't you say? Walsh to Cameron. It's just Cameron's not someone I'm particularly sold on. I, that I just... think it is an upgrade, but the other thing I've got to talk, we've got to talk about there, he's sitting at number seven on average right now. Um, I, I am a little bit worried with, with how Jesse Cameron's going to go at the back end. Not so much at the back end of the year. He's a good bloke's a star. But, you know, not picking on those weaker teams when we had the chance. The scores of, like, 60s and obviously the 29 versus Hawthorne, there are going to be a couple of those scores throughout the year. If you're playing for overall and you're in a great spot right here, Jeremy Cameron's one of those players that's pretty good because... You know, it'll, it'll go 140 one week and maybe 50 the next week. That's 190. You split the average at 95. You're happy there. At the price of 468k, I've, I've got no issue with it. Um, right now, Bonds, Caleb Daniel or Jeremy Cameron? Who do you prefer? Caleb Daniel. Yeah. And you want to know why, Corey? I'm glad you kind of raised this name. After he plays West Coast, he has his buy. You want to know what happens after his buy, Corey? He plays at Marvel Stadium to... Four, six out of the next seven games. You want to hear his scores at Marvel Stadium this year? Oh, I think I do. 104, 96, 100, 113, and 106. A low score of 96 at Marvel Stadium. Absolutely loves it there. And when you're coming out of the bye, six out of seven at Marvel, and you're playing teams at Marvel Stadium like Melbourne, Saints, Frio, and Carlton in that run, I mean, there's a couple more difficult games, like the Pies and, and the Cats in that too, but four of them seem relatively easy. Um, now, that, that is a very, very good fixture coming up. And if you look a little bit further than that, so six out of seven at Marvel, it's actually seven out of nine at Marvel uh, as they play Brisbane and then um, Essendon at Marvel Stadium to round out that, that sort of nine-game bit there. So seven out of nine at Marvel for Caleb Daniel is uh, following his by something alike. That's 79 and 77. That could be the kind of blissful. So what do we got? We got one more week of the eye test before he's got his buy. 99 break even this week. We're still going to be looking around 473 going forward. Um, yeah. Oh, buying that after his buy, Corey. 473. I think I'll be jumping on that to sort of help complete my forward line with Trevor yeah, that's, that's a great little trade. I really don't mind that. Um, but I don't hate Jeremy Cameron as much as you do. I kind of like Jeremy Cameron because he does enough up around the ground as well. And every year we get one key forward, don't we? One key position player who just does it for Supercoach. Yeah. Last year was Tomahawk. Years gone past, it's been Buddy. Um, but yeah. Uh, Matty HG10, having a seriously... Having a... I, man, I can't talk tonight. Should we just stop the pot here? Like, God. This has been a several week affair, you and the lack of talking. I should probably, I should probably get back on the source. <laughs> you might start making some sense. Yeah, it might actually help. Having a serious look at Robbie Gray this week. Under 400k and a proven scorer over several years. Had plenty of cover for his buy. And now just over 100k from Petra Charlie to him. Appreciate the input. Cheers, fellas. No, good on him. Now, that, that is ballsy. And those are the sort of moves I like, Corey. Because he can... 
over a period of time, average 120, 130 points. Their, their midfield at the moment is currently depleted. And if you're seeing him down uh, in Tassie on the weekend, Corey, he was up around the midfield. He had mid-20 touches um, and possibly snagged a goal as well. Now, you look at him and you think, okay, what's he got coming up? Well, he's got a game and then a bye in round 12. And you look after that. And what's he got? Four out of five at Adelaide Oval. Or if you look at it a little bit further, five out of seven at Adelaide Oval uh, straight after the bye. So, again, very, very friendly. Um it's just a matter of whether you got enough uh, get homes to sort of take the risk and yeah, something I'm like that. Say I'm polar opposite on this. This is a pick I don't like. We've had Ken Hinckley had the opportunity to really ingest Robbie Gray into that midfield um, and make him a pure full-time mid. He chose not to because he knows how dangerous Robbie Gray is up forward as a high half forward. Now they've got Rosie. They've got Rosie, though. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, but he's, play, he's played with Rosie before. They've also got Dersma, Atley, Drew. Um, I know they're not in the team at the moment, but Boke's a full-time midfielder. He obviously is backing Rockliffe's body. I mean, uh, hey, if this Rocky injury is pretty bad, I want to see the eye test of Robbie Gray coming in and being a full-time midfielder. Scores of 72-45-54 before he's 89 on the weekend. One score over 100 on the season. I get Robbie Gray's done it before, but he's not there. Westhoff's done it before, Bombs. Now, the eye test doesn't work for Westhoff because we see him is not playing as that, you know, reliable pinch hitter in the ruck behind the ball. They're just too unpredictable, Port. And I'm telling you, Ken Hinckley has so much, I think, confidence in these young players and that's, that's where he, he's putting him. He's trusting that they're going to be the future of this club. Let's get him in there. Let's get him under our captain. Oh, well, sorry, not our captain, our ex-captain, I should say. Um, let's get him under Boke. Let's get him under Rockliffe. Let's teach these kids. Let's use their outside run. Mate, Robbie Gray's too valuable up forward. I get it. He's going to have games where he's going to score 110s and 120s because he's Robbie Gray, and that's what he does. He's an absolute superstar. But I can guarantee you're going to follow... I reckon we're going to see from now to the end of the year, you're going to see more scores under 90 than you will see over 90. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah, so if... And, and, mate, I've been Robbie Gray's biggest fan through his career. The guy is a freak. I mean, I backed him to win that Brownlow that year where he absolutely no-showed in the actual count. So um, I love Robbie Gray, but I don't think he... At the moment, I don't think he's a super coach option. Look, if he goes out and puts four 120s on the board, I can guarantee I'll be here in a month's time changing my tune. Yeah, but you know what? When he does do that, that's probably the time you want to jump off him, you know, in a sense, because that role may change. Yeah, mm. but I'm not picking a player to sit in my team for four weeks. It's super coach on AFL Fantasy. So, um, look, I, I, I do want to try and talk you out of it, but if you're going to go, if you're going to go, then, I mean, by all means, go. But yeah, it scares the shit out of me. Jazz are 89, got 100... I will say, yep. I, know, I mean, I know I didn't hate the pick, but my advice would be not to do it. Yeah, I just think... I don't think he's anywhere near the top six. Um, Jazz are 109... Sorry, Jazz are 89. Got 109, 800 in my salary. Need to get... Oh, this is a picture one, Bonks. You'll like this. Need to get in Jay Kelly. Contemplating Nunes and Rowan for Kelly and a forward. It'll give me 225 to play with. What do you fellas think in consideration of pre-selection? And no, I can't get... <laughs> This guy, hey, this guy has Gary Rowan, right, who over his career has averaged about four touches, and Jack Nunes. Oh, jeez. Jack Nunes, I'll give it to you. Jack Nunes was actually flying early. 
Kaka in it up as of late. Uh, not to mention bombs. I mean, sorry, Jazza. It's a bit funny, huh? but have a look at that bench up forward. No, Corey. <laughs> McDonald, Tip and Woody. Uh, that's not ideal. Uh, oh, and some not a lot of cash going on in here. Corey, I can't, I can't keep doing this. I, I can't. You know, I'll try to dedicate, you know, time for the listeners, but if they're going to send me pictures of their team and they've got Gary Rowan and Anthony and McDonald tipping Woody sitting on their bench, I'm going to, I've got to find something better to do with my time, Corey, because this is exhausting. Uh, and you can't even bring in Robbie Young because he's already done it. Uh... You are up shit creek without a paddle. I can't see his defenders, but... Nah, it's right down. They're underneath. Oh, well, that's good. Everything's in front. Oh, my God. Corey, look at that. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Um, I can't even tell you how to help this bloke. Look at his bench. Who the hell is Tobill? <laughs> Corey, who is he? Uh, I don't even know who he is. I'll t- no, you know what, Corey? I'll help him, right? Tipping Woody, Out. Swing your swingman Toehill to the forward line. Get Mitch Hinge if he's named, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, you've got a lot of dosh to play with, and then you can go and do your uh, your move to get, um, what's his name, uh, Josh Kelly. And you know what? You probably bank enough money there to do Gibbons to Kelly and, and maybe just hold Nunes for a little bit longer because Nunes will probably outscore Gibbons. Um, Einak. <laughs> Corey Toehill. Who the hell is Carter from Fremantle? <laughs> Anak dot Mascaharanas. Uh, hey lads, I'm love the podcast. Need your help with this? I'm looking for a rookie to hinge up in my back line. Well, maybe get Tohill, mate. Get 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 Tohill from the boys. Any ideas? We'll be listening intently. And yeah, no. Earth. Get Tohill. Um, the <laughs> who's uh. Jazzer 89 recommends Toehill. He started with him at the start of the year. Thought he was going to be a great cash cow option. Uh, Corey Toehill. Is he fanning Has he got a toe for a brain? What's this guy doing? Toehill. Fanning him, Corey. Oh, All right, we've moved on you know that last trade that you make at the end of the season where, you know, you downgrade for maximum cash and you've got a non-player yeah. player, yeah. Then you get a Toehill. You better bring in Toehill. You don't start the season with him, Corey. Um, Anouk, I love the pun there. Yeah, Hinge. I think he's going to be good. That was uh, that was really good. Uh, Timmy Tunier. Hey, guys. Cheers for answering question last week. Went more to Whitfield and went early on oh, Young from Drew. With players out left, right, and centre. Still got Williams, so looking. Oh, how's Williams not playing again this week, Bombs? Yeah, good. Nah, suits all owners right. And those idiots that didn't trade him last week, like Timmy Tuna, or whatever his name is here, um, trade him now. Get rid of him. Go get Lloyd. Do it. Love it. Go, go get Toehill. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> looking at Williams to Lloyd with news possible constable injured, him to hinge via DVP. Thoughts, 19 trades and 95k in the bank. Absolutely love it. That is a perfect trade. But, and Box, just check the feedback out on this post. How good is this? This smacker fella. Yeah, no, I have noticed this here. Um, it is fantastic. Charlie Smith, and Nathan Scooble, Chrissy Judd. <laughs> Chrissy Judd. Twan the Olympic. There are so, there is so, on, on every single question, there is so much feedback. This is awesome. 
this is what this is meant to be about. And we used to get a little little bit of this uh, on on the Facebook kind of posts and that. But now we transition to the website. It's good to see people sort of switching over and uh, yeah, utilizing what it's used for, Corey. Because I know when uh, you know you wanted to set up forum pages, um, you know, with, with the the backroom stuff and all that sort of stuff. Um, I know this is something that you really want to get out of it. So I'm, so I'm happy for you, Corey, more than anything. It was more about coming in here for the true elitist, and I think that's what's been achieved here. So, uh, yeah, very proud. Uh, Jacker Jones, 17. None of my rem- none of my remaining rookies have cash- have generated me enough cash to be able to go one up, one down. Thoughts on a double downgrade this week. Collins to Hinge and Hayes- Hazo to Baker, which will leave me 247k in the bank for next week. Do you think Hinge and Baker have good job securities during buys? Oh, honestly, um, Jacko, I've, I've given up with in terms of job security because who the hell knows? Honestly, who the hell knows? I've just got to say something. We should have expected this, Bobs. When have we ever played Supercoach and the Supercoach gods have been remorseful? Now, we start this year and we're almost blessed the gods are looking down on us, and they're like, have a rookie here. Have Marty Hall. Be patient with him. Watch him develop and grow. I'm going to give you the greatest of all time. Here is Boy. my born lamb. It is in front of me. Nurture it. Watch it develop. You know, Here is young Dersma, who is great with the bow and arrow. And then snap. We lose it. We get greedy. We take from the super coach gods. We take, we take, we take. We don't give. We haven't been giving enough for the super coach bonds we should have sacrificed something bonds we, given... we should have actually sacrificed brett i think and then <laughs> the Corey, coach... would... tell me what you've given bonds tell me what you've given i would love nothing more than, a, than some sort of service where we could sacrifice brett Corey. but don't get me wrong i'm all in on that but to suggest we give nothing we give our time we give our hearts and we give our mental health to this game that's not enough seriously the gods don't, they, they need more. Bombs. No, and now boring. that we're being greedy, now no. we're being punished. We're being punished because we haven't rewarded the gods. And now, this is the shit we put up with. Hayes, Scott at the start of the year, rookies that don't play. I'm telling you, the gods are vengeful, mate. mate. I don't mind the Hindron. I think the Hindron makes sense and uh, Baker. Look, uh, <laughs> I think I'm doing it this week. We'll have to see what happens. I think job security during buys, well, the risk in going Hayes to Baker, Baker's probably got higher job security than Hayes because he's actually in the team. Baker's uh, this the only week. one that looks like he's got half a heart down at Melbourne as well. Yeah. Hey, and Hayes, correct me if I'm wrong, Corey, didn't the dogs have a few injuries this week? Uh, Mitch Wallace and someone yeah, else Mitch, out for a period of time. This is a big one because he's fourth for centre-bounds attendance down at the doggy. Mm. Could be good things for McRae. Might to start producing some bigger scores. And they're, and also, they brought in this, this bigger body guy from the draft now. Uh, you told me, yeah, so maybe Bont, McRae, Dunkley. And we've seen what Dunkley's done, gee, in the last six weeks or so. Hasn't he been great? So Hayes might be half a chance to come back in. I certainly wouldn't be getting rid of Hayes if he's back in this week. That's certainly my advice. But if he's not back in, yeah, Baker and Hinge are uh, like it. Collins is injured for a period of time as well. So he's got to go. But even yeah. if you hold on Hayes just see how it goes and, you know, do the downgrade during the buy round. Hey, you just said Dunkley's name, mate. Um, congratulations on his brother being drafted as well in the mid-season draft. But for those who traded Dunkley out at the start of the year, yeah? Good. Can they pick him back up? Do they, sorry, do they have no. to pick him back up? They've got no right to. Yeah. No, they've got people, no right there to. Are, there are people out there that, that seriously think 
that no, I got rid of him. I can't get him back in. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's that's not the theory we need to go with. Um, no, I think. No, no, no. If if you know if we're sort of towing the company line here, of course you bring him back. He's a top six forward. Why'd you trade him in the first place? Oh, I'm saying this from the position of you should have never gotten rid of him, and you don't deserve to grace your team with his presence. Strongly agree. Jared Carter, ninety six. Hey guys, is it worth doing a sweet to fort trade this week so I can make some money in the future with fort getting some games? Sweet games? to fort trade. Fick. Fort is not playing this week. I told you Danger wasn't playing last week. Yeah, Corey, I had yeah apologies. Now, yeah, that's had fort will not line up this week. He's done. Um, and even if he does, that's not a, that's not a great trade. And you will remember oh. at the start of the year, I was I condoned people going sweet to Rob. Like, I was big on that sideways trade. Jacobs was out for a while, and Rob is, was a serious ruckman. Like, serious. And clearly, he's over 400k right now. Um, Fort is a matter of time. If it's not this week, like Bont said, it's a matter of time. As soon as Radigalee is ready, like, that's straight out. Like, it's it's a no-brainer. He's not in their best 22. He's nowhere near it. Yeah. Straight, yeah. Move on. Uh... Twalin the Lipinski, who's uh, I, I like this guy because he's got on a couple of posts so far. G'day, legends. Really curious on your opinions here. Expecting a <laughs> expecting a spray from the big fella as I went early on Garner last week, not realizing oh, it was his name. Anyway, brought Rocky in two weeks ago, but now pending injury. I'm not sure whether to hold or offload. Keen on Josh Kelly this week, but to get him, it will leave stuff all cash. Uh, I was hoping to double down initially. Looking at Lockhart to Hinge, Walsh slash Rocky to Callie, Callie, Callie slash Neil. Uh, will attach a team photo. Love your work. I don't know how the freaking hell you make that mistake. Well, Corey, that is uh, an amateur mistake. We deal with some stupid people on this <laughs> podcast. Now, I can confidently say I don't think we've dealt with one as stupid as the two in Lilipinski. <laughs> Fair income, Corey. Check uh, the team sheets. The worst part is, is his team's in a pretty good spot, and something like that has the ability to kill you long term if he's not back in quickly. Uh, Lockhart down. He's, he's not really even ready to go. I don't think. Uh, no, some pretty shit well, scores, but you could. He's one of those ones that could pop up and score a seventy or eighty, and he's back there. He's. Uh, but what is it, Lockhart or Gibbons? He's back um, even seventy. Uh, yeah, but he's one of those ones that he's just going to sit around this price anyway. So he's one of those ones that I really don't mind just sitting there um, to go. But he's got no, he's got nothing else ready to go. So I think it has to be Lockhart. Yeah, yeah, and and it means Ainsworth on field and or Hinch on field. Yeah, no, that's what I'll be doing. Spielman, he doesn't have a uh, like one of those midfielders that he can switch up for. That would have been great because uh, I would have you know set his not back in. But again, set is two twenty three k. He's one of those ones that if he gets renamed. You just hold on. They they hover. They hover around that 260k. When you've got someone who's seriously ready to grab, you grab them. When you you know, if you don't, you don't let them sit there. They're not going to burn you. Um, I feel like Setterfield's going to come good at some point. Well, I think Setterfield will be back in Carlton's team this week as well. Um, yeah, Lockhart down to Hinge. I, I like it if Hinge is named. Like I said, he passed the eye test for me last week. He looked really good. Um, Rocky's travelling, but that, that doesn't mean anything. Of course, they're going to take him over there. Why? What do you mean, why? Why would they take him if he wasn't a chance to play? I didn't say he's not a chance to play. This is what I mean. If he's every chance to play, of course they're going to take him. doesn't mean he's going to play. 
No, he will. You don't fly him over if you're not playing him. In my he opinion. might like dumplings, mate. He might want to well, see some Chinese cuisine. He might want a free holiday. I could guarantee you, Corey. Now, it's very hard, actually, I reckon, to find a person that doesn't enjoy a dumpling, and uh, I'm a big dumpling fan here, actually, myself, Corey. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going to even fly to China this week just to get myself a few dumplings. That would be all right, wouldn't it? But, now, nah, Corey, you'd, surely they're not saying to him, hey, Rocky, your hamstring's a bit bung, uh, but you know what? Jump on a plane, sit in a cramped position for six to eight hours, and... Uh, We'll just let the altitude do the work. No, Corey. He's not a big lad. Just put him in first class. Make all the other people. Oh, mate, yeah, lad, mate lad, big lad hands can go fly virgin lock economy. Put him in first class, my God. Listen, listen to you. Yacht can grab either Hearn or Lloyd finally this week. Or is it better to grab Boak slash money forward first? Or as Bomb said last week, do we just double down and take the pain of a loss? Loving the pot as usual, boys. Is Bretta back at all this year? Missing the pot, the the point of difference he brings to the show. Why do people ask about Brett? Corey, why? He's got some fans out there. You'd be He's a figment of my imagination at the moment, and people say, "Oh, I miss the pods he brings to the shows, mate." He couldn't even bring the pods from bloody Coles to the show because anything he bloody brought was just shit. Oh, good old Brenner. Get him off. He's flying again this year too, Brenner. Um, Yort, he's still got some serious work commitments at the moment, actually. Uh, I am trying to tee Brenner, you know, maybe just for a special appearance one week without talent bombs as well, because that'd be pretty oh, good. Fair, Corey. Now, <laughs> if you had a look at the bylaws and my contract with this program, Corey, it does state in there, if you have a look at the real fine print, uh, that if I am brought onto a podcast with Brett without at least 24 hours' notice, then I will take my full payout and I will leave the show. And then we'll be back to the fence-sitting hour with Corey. <laughs> Cranky 013. I didn't even answer this guy's question. Sorry, mate. No, I think you get Hearn. I'll, I'll, no, don't worry about Lloyd. Hearn is as good as it gets in the back line, and... Oh, he's almost as good as Lockie Whitfield. I'm not going to say he's better than Lockie Whitfield, but he's almost as good as Lockie Whitfield. I do think he's better than Lloyd at the moment as well. So if I'm picking one out of them, I'm picking Shannon Hearn. Yeah, I, and I think the backline boys are probably a little bit more trusted than the frontline boys as well. Um, and especially if you've got an old bolter in your team, I mean, you'd probably just go upgrade the backline first. Um, cranky, I went through. Hey, hey, love the show. Honestly, be nice. Thinking be Rob nice. to Fort and Ainsworth to Hooley. Is Hooley a buy-friendly chap, or can he be a top six, average, top six, top six averaging player? Thanks. Yeah, no, he can be a top six averaging player for sure. Is he a buy-friendly trap? No, I'm going to say no to that because I do believe he can be a top six. Um, Rob to Fort, not all in on that, but. I'd almost rather just go to a 102k and just pocket the extra 15,000, to be honest. And and Ainsworth to hook, now that's a significant upgrade. You know, because sometimes when we do our upgrades, Corey, you know, we're doing Darcy Moore up or we're doing Dersmer up or Scrimshaw up. Ainsworth up is really significant. I, I like He's only 202k and he dropped a 64 on the weekend. Ainsworth's not 202, surely. Yeah, he's worth 202. And he How many weeks weeks we had him for? Well, no, you don't trade Ainsworth there. We've had him bugger all. 
Well, in fairness, it's, it's just because it's just because when we put him on the field, he's just put out absolute carga. So it feels like he's been yeah. longer than what it is. Uh, Williams ZRN. Hey boys, love the show. Long time listener, first time questioner. Welcome to the program. Yeah, good on you, son. The wisest super coach pod out there. Uh, and angriest. Probably because I've got Bolter. Uh, <laughs> one, do I hold Crouch? Groin injury concerning me. Similar to Kelly last year, I'm thinking hold and save the trade. Two, thinking Constable to Baker from Melbourne and Rosie to Lloyd. Thoughts eight, clap, clap to William and clap, clap to anyone who started the season with Connor Rosie. Mate, he's been a gun. He's an absolute gun. Bumps, I want to read you this little uh, kind of quotation from, uh, I think it's Huss. Whoever it's freaking in charge of the injuries down at Adelaide. Um, this is about Matt Crouch. Should probably move back. Uh, he regained his running capabilities as well as his kicking, running, and marking. I think he said running twice. Is all looking... Oh, so as well as his kicking, running, and marking, is looking really nice. I should probably read the sentence before I whack him. However, it's more his ballistic, dynamic movements that are a concern at the moment. So he'll need to tick those areas off before he'll be made available this week. Corey, I've lost faith in the Adelaide staff. Yeah. And do you know why that is? Why? They've called Matt Crouch dynamic. <laughs> They've said he's lost his dynamicness in the midfield. If he's dynamic, then I'm the goddamn president, Corey. That is absolute bullshit. They're call Matt Crouch dynamic. He's shit. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Trump. Um, 39 touches. He can't even score a ton. Piss off, Crouch. Piss off. Oh, it hurts. It actually really does hurt every single week. I mean, holding this idiot for three weeks. Now, I said, I said at the start that I was thinking of trading him because I'm sick and tired of... I, I could almost guarantee this would be two to three, and look, here we are. I didn't hold him. I didn't trade Kelly last... I mean, sorry, I didn't trade him. I didn't trade Kelly last year. I'm not going to trade Crouch this year because I'm already holding for two. I'm probably going to hold him for three. It's probably going to be six or seven. We're still going to be reading a Matt Crouch injury, and we're going to be pissed off and asking this question in four weeks. I don't think you trade him. Long story short, I really don't think you trade him. If you do trade him, William, I hope he doesn't play for five weeks and you get it right. Um, in the other trades, Constable to Baker, Rosie to Lloyd. I really don't mind that with the setup you've got right now. I mean, Rosie's done his job. But the other one that I like for your team is what about Hinge? Um, oh, I don't know if you can do that. I was going to say Rosie to Hinge. Oh, yeah, she could. Rosie to Hinge and Constable to Cali. Uh, really strengthen up, moves Baker back to the bench. When Crouch is ready to go, he can come on. You can probably flick Walsh up closer to that buy, Atkins after that buy. Um, either, either way, I really like it. I just think Hinge is a little bit safer than Baker, but if you think Baker is safer than Hinge, then your trade is genius in the first place. The only thing I don't like about this guy's team is the fact he's fielding Robbie Young, Corey. Um, now, uh, Bob, you, team, you, yeah, I was going to say, move closer back to that, Mike. You, I think with your rant, you might have uh, sorry, set, set something off there. Is, is this all right, mate? That tape's better. There we go. Now, um, you look at this team and you think, well, where's where's like the real weakness, weakness. in this team, right? It's and you look at that forward six position. Wait, the, the, the weakness is definitely not at F5. You want me to leave, Corey? I, I, I will do it. Oh, I think I can stop. 
you look at F6, Corey, and you think, shit, what the hell am I going to do with that? And I'll tell you now, in terms of point scoring for this week's sort of potential, I don't mind something like Constable going out and potentially you can still get your hinge because you can swing Ainsworth to your midfield, right? Yeah. And you can do something like Setterfield and, and just get rid of him to, you know, you're missing a boke at the moment. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think then that moves young to your bench because you're potentially running a donut in your forward line this week and you want to be able to cover that. Yeah. And, and to me, although I love the Josh Kelly thing, and yeah, it's probably the right time to move on Rosie and that, I think you want to plug that hole before you worry about that other stuff. That was a good look and that was a good spot. See, Bombs actually does care about some listeners. It's really, really good to see. I'll I'll listen to the ones that honestly, Corey, they they, they, they don't write really stupid things. (laughs) Uh, Ben Moore, no knees, Dallin Gray. Hey, crew, I'm concerned about by round 13. Currently have 17 players, but that includes Bailey Smith and Hayes. Got 19 trades heading into round 11, thinking double down Gibbons and Petro for Hinge and Bewley. You can't grab Bewley this week. He's played one game. I can tell you what. He was clutch late in the game, and uh, I think he's staying in that team. And zero trades next week, 21, and playing, looking for five and playing rookie. Hopefully no injuries and Hage is back. Pierce, how many trades do you both have heading into round 11? We'll answer this in, in a couple of different segments. i tell you why you don't worry about the round 13 buy right now, because what's going to happen is the round 11 buy is going to come. You're going to play, you're going to have your team ready to go, you'll field the 18. Coming out of that round 11 buy, the rookies that you've got there that are ready to go, that are, you know, obviously on the buy next week, and the primos that have already had their buy, that's who you're going to trade. And that's how you're going to trade. You're going to upgrade to the primos coming out of that round 11. Same as going into round 13. You're going to downgrade and you're going to upgrade to the primos either that you missed in round 11 or the one coming out of round 12, i.e. Hearn, you know, Gaff, any of those kind of mm-hmm. players. So come the time that round 13 has the problems, it's problem solved because you've already upgraded from there. You've got to remember, I don't know if a lot of people remember back to last year, but the, the round three buy wasn't our big problem last year. I think it was the first or the second one. That was where we had those problems, where we had to plan from a lot further out. This year, we've got the luxury, the buy round that's going to be the biggest problem for everyone is that round three. The way you look at it is you look at those players you need to target. You circle those players. For me, it's Hearn. For other people, it might be other ones. Caleb Daniel that we spoke about before. Dunkley on round one. They're the players you target. It'll all mm-hmm. fix itself. Do not go trying and fixing round 13 by now before we even get there. You've got three weeks lead up to get to before the buy round start. Mm-hmm. Fix that. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. Beautiful. Thank you. It's about time we agree on something. Um, trades this way. I've still got 20. Um, what do I have before this week? Yeah, I've got 22. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got 20 with, um, I think I've got how many upgrades? Seven positions to upgrade, I think. I think we were the exact same. So whatever you were, I was. Um, I think yeah. pretty similar. Um, but yeah, look, at, oh, God. Uh, at, look, great question. Um, and it, it was great for a chat. This is this is surely an absolute stitch up. Before I've even read this, the name Fixture Gate 
is someone's definitely coming at me. G'day, fellas. Long-time <laughs> listener, first time on the comments. Copped a heap of criticism last week from a Divi 4 scrub for being, a win- for being winless, despite being the victim of absolute future to gate. Fortunately, the boys have responded to a rev up from the bombs, and I'm now on the board with a sneaky look towards finals. As for the coach and players down at Flemington RC... They do well to remember the prelim final of 2018 and the reason they are still potting away in TV2. Tough break. Cheers, lads. I can tell you exactly who that is. Yeah. You, know, you can eat a dick. I'm not sure I know a netto, Corey. <laughs> Pardon? So, I'm not sure I know this netto. Okay. Yeah. But if I if I would have a guess, he's, he sounds like a spineless, gutless fellow who potentially should be relegated next season. So we'll see how we go. Yeah, well, I think he will be relegated next season. I'll either be joining <laughs> me or I'll be taking his spot in Divi 1. So that'll be good. Uh, and back to, you know, one of the, the fan favourites of the show. Well, uh, look, Fixture Gate, thanks for tuning in, and I look forward to your uh, your comment next week. Abel Grant, happy Monday, Legends. This was obviously yesterday. Uh, Lloyd now or after buy? Thoughts on Perryman of GWS? Wow, where did the Perryman question come from? My, my goodness. No, Corey, has he done something? Don't be silly. 31K. Negative two break even. Here we go. What's his scores? They call this a classic from stable able, Corey. I think that's what they call it. Hey, I'll tell you, you know, people talk about Perryman. and um, His last two scores, 101.98. There's no way that can continue. No. I'll tell you now, if you're looking for a pod from GWS, you wouldn't mind jumping on the Timmy Taranto kind of bandwagon at the moment. He loves beating up shit teams. Dead set. And he's averaging 109 on the season, Corey. Wow. That's that's actually... From 10 games, 109 on the season. Good on him. He's he's flown absolutely under the radar. He has Timmy Taranto. So, but no, you're not considering Perryman, but um, Timmy Taranto is more of a pod, I would have thought. What buy rounds is... Uh, um, GWS last one. Uh, Sydney have. Um, well, that's a good point. Um, I wouldn't know after the, the middle team. one. So I recommend and, and back to before when I said like the Hearns and stuff as well. Um, obviously I already got Lloyd, so I left him out. He's one that you can kind of grab coming into that round fourteen to fix your team, Jakey Lloyd. In saying that though, it's pretty nicely priced right now, so I don't mind the jump on. He's got the last the third buy round. You get two weeks of him. Yeah, feel, look, feel free. It could be a time if you got the cash there, able. He's a, he's a good player to her own. Um, I was having a bit of a bitch last week. It was the first week I had him, and what was the on bombs? 50 at three-quarter time or whatever it was, and you just said, just sit back and enjoy the last quarter, and, and that I did. And I, I t- did I not? And now I was very stern, and you know me, I'm very panicky, aren't I, Corey? I get you know fired up. I get fired up quite easy, and I whinge and I bitch, and I try and impose, you know, um, all I can from the sidelines. And I said, you, you know, you were worried. Oh, why did I get Lloyd? He's shitting it. I told you during the third quarter, just wait. His 50-point last quarter's coming up, and I think he scored 51 in the last quarter to get his score to 115. It's just what he does, Jake Lloyd. The junk type beast. So, look, for anyone that doesn't have him, when you get him, if you're panicking at three-quarter time... No, don't. Just remember Bonf's voice in the back of your head. Yeah, no, he's got a 40 or 50 coming up in that last quarter. Don't worry about it. Brad Nolan. Hi, guys. Love the podcast. Cheers, Brad. Going the one up, one down with Scrimshaw and Constable going out to make way for either Sloan or McCray. Mate, do you know Sloan's in the top eight for averages right now? Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. And Mitch Duncan's eighth. We'll talk about those two at the end. Back in He's the tackling his way there, Corey. Is Sloan, the better, is Sloan the better gap with, with Matt Crouch out at the moment and as a pod with most of the teams in my league already containing McCray? Yeah, so I think I think what this this listener here, who, who are we doing, Brad Nolan, is that who we're on at the moment? Yep. 
I think he's forgetting that once he uh, comes in, Matt Crouch, that his dynamic play, Corey, because this is what we this is what we've heard from the Adelaide uh, chief of medical staff over there. His dynamic play might just play, might just influence uh, Sloan. If you're picking between Sloan and McRae, I tell you now, it's not even a decision. I'm picking McRae. Me too. Me too. And the reason being because Sloan v McRae head-to-head most weeks when Matt Crouch is there, I'm taking the McRae pick as well. I love how Sloan's going, but Matt Crouch still has to come back in that team. Um, you know, he is their ball winner. I, I, look, Sloan's been absolutely amazing. Don't take away, away from him. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes top eight, but I've got McRae probably in the top six. So I'll definitely be going there first. Um Talking about Sloan, I mentioned the other one, Mitch Duncan. I mean, at the top of the year, we read out uh, predicted top 10s. I don't know if you remember, but I have Duncan yeah. speaking in there at, uh, at 10. I, I am loving his game at the moment. Like him and Tim Kelly, in, like they are the pure brute midfielders in that team at the yeah. moment. Albeit a lot of Mitch Duncan's works on the outside or on the wing, but... He is just, oh man, if there was a pod that I was looking at, I'd be looking at Mitch Duncan, just consistently 120s every week at the moment. But again, you got to go from almost that, that stable top six, I think. It don't matter how you get it done, Corey, as long as you do get it done. And Duncan, while well, he was in my top five last week, he came in at number two on the captains and 123. I was actually a bit disappointed with that. I really thought he was going to do a 160. Oh, well, he can piss off then. We won't talk about him. Uh, yeah. The Web Express, the best express out there. Hey, lads, greetings from Malta. Oh, Jesus. This, this time Malta. Malta. I'll tell you what, and the Web Express, good on you, mate. Uh... He has been active on the forums on everyone's questions while he's been overseas. Well, <laughs> I love it when they start. You know, you know, as soon as I heard that word Malta, I don't know if you remember that old uh, clip, that audio clip that used to go around on, on the phones back when Bluetooth was barely invented. He goes, one day am I going to the Malta to pick a hotel? You know that thing? No. Nah. Oh, this is awkward then. Don't worry about it. Play oh, on. Beautiful. <laughs> Hopefully someone out there knows what you're going on about. Uh, greetings from Alton this time around. Don't go too out of me bumps, but is Hooley a genuine top five to eight backline option? Also, looking at a double downgrade this week, need your thoughts on the opinion. Scrimshaw and Gibbons to hinge and Baker or Petch and Gibbons down? Or well, Scrimshaw's got to go now with the injury. Or is it worth look going to say Petch to Bynes in readiness to downgrade Rob? Not 100% with Baker downgrade. I want to hold Rob to the buy. Nah, you you got to get another player who's going to be playing during the buy. So I don't want to I don't want to be doing that. Um, Bombs, Hooli. No, no. Well, we've covered Hooli enough in, in this thing here. And you know what? I, you know what I enjoy, Corey. I actually get a little kick out of it. Hey, Bombs, don't <laughs> go too hard on me. Well, you know what? I'm. I, you know, I'm Corey. I'm glad that listeners they phrase their questions like that because it means they must be contemplating. Is what I'm asking about to sound really stupid? <laughs> and if your answer is yes, don't bother posting. That's all I've got to say. Oh, I think they're going to post anyway, and I hope they keep doing. They, they uh, Charlie they Smith, is actually. Oscar Baker a legitimate option? Yes, and Bewley yeah. job security. You know, you said you didn't catch that game. I did. Anyone who, who watched the game on the weekend... You would have seen that pass in the fourth quarter that literally split hairs of two Brisbane Lions defenders um, and was on a scoring chain. Mate, Brett Bewley. Oh, was that him at the end of the last Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the oh, one because I did see the last the five backboard. minutes of the game. Man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, what, a kick. A, what a kick that was. Absolutely love it. Also, is Chuck Constable has... Uh, sorry, 
Chook Constable has gone down with a grind with DPP. Is it worth swinging Dersman in mid and bringing in <laughs> the Hinge Ninja? <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Um, although he has some troubles from around 13 by it. Nah, do it. Nah. Do it. Yeah, it's okay. I like it. Oh, page two. That was only page one. Uh, Nathan Scooble. All right, let's answer this question with some legitimate uh, respect because Nathan's been is one that has been on every single question so far. The man that I mentioned earlier in the pod that's uh, really embraced the forums. And uh, clap, clap, okay. shout out to you, Nathan. Uh, bake a couple of snags. May have earned himself a couple of extra weeks in the side considering how poor they were. Bewley looks really good and composed. Would be beside if old Rossi Lyon dropped him. In answer to DPP question, I think that's a yes. Spend the no. 200k watch. He, he was replying to the previous question, Corey. He oh, wasn't asking the question. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what? They, see uh, what happens when you go from page one to page two and it just pops on uh, top? Nah, oh, Nathan, sh- you know what? I'll take my shout out back. You can get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> nah, thanks for everything. A double downgrade, one up and one down. That's BJ Waldo. Of course, if you can do that, why would you not? Yeah. How much of a spanner does it throw in? The next question is about Haley, but how much of a spanner does it throw in if he's actually named this week? If he's named, I'm yeah. probably doing Because it. here we go, Chris Macker. You would think Cogs misses this week against Gold Coast. Haley, after 36 in the Neeful, uh will come in. Is it too much of a risk considering his history and probably plays this week? Gets dropped next week and then has the buy. Might make 70k uh, going into the buys. Could be sitting doing nothing after that when we are wanting to be cash generation players. I have 19 trades left, but getting burnt by Hayes and Scott selections on the bench. Now, this is I, I'm a little bit less biased because I don't have Hayes. I've still got Scott, but if Haitley's named, I think you have to get him. I say this every week. How could you imagine he plays six or seven weeks in a row? He's putting a minimum 90 on the board. Yeah, and I, and I think the key there is with Scott, I think that's important because. I mean, it's going to be weird now with um, what happened down at North uh, with, with the coach situation. So maybe Scott will get another call up at some point. But I think Scott to Haitley makes sense because if Haitley continues not to get named, then you're not really losing a player because Scott was kind of not getting named anyway. Um, but you've got that kind of potential, that really sort of good upside potential about it. So I think Scott to Hayes, or sorry, Scott to Haitley rather makes sense. Um, but it's. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't be trading, you know, a, a sort of a, a player who appears to be locked um, in a team and he's scoring rather consistently and doing him down to Haitley because then you're potentially losing a scoring player over the buy period. It'd be pretty handy if bloody um, Reece Shaw could give uh, Scott a go. I, you know, I, I'm obviously getting into that bit of a, an, an older generation because I don't... Well, now, I don't remember Reece Shaw. Like, Reece, when you hear the name Reece Shaw... I don't picture a coach. When they announced he was a coach, that was as shocking as some of the questions we've been asked tonight here on the forum on the forums. Yeah, for that, me, that there was for me, boy oh boy. I remember Reshaw as neck minute in the grand final speech. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting too old. Uh, Bruce Free Footy, first time, long time, gents, love the pod. Thanks, Thank mate. you, Bruce Free, George. I can see it there. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's good to have you on board. Is it too early to get rid of Stack to facilitate Hawley? Lockhart joins Stack on Outlist and Hinge comes in, assuming his name. Given a short comeback at some stage, does Basher Hawley only lose the kick-ins, if at all? His work around the ground is very good, in my opinion. Less than 20 touches only once. Disposal efficiency of plus 75%. He's always been very good at those two things. Mostly uncontested, but it's clean, so it doesn't matter. Well, 
Lloyd does it every week, so don't worry about it. Or do we wait to see his output when Short is back and see how that impacts his scoring? Cheers, George. Yeah, no, great great point he makes about Short. Um, not sure when he's actually back, but I don't think it's going to make a, a dramatic difference to Hawley, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, it's the right time to get rid of stat, break even a 70. So he's only going to kind of hover around that price. Um, you know, 71, 63, 67 in his last three games will suggest with a break even a 70, 70 it's time to move. Yeah, and look, if I don't hate it. I don't love it. I don't hate it. And right now, you've probably got to give it the respect he deserves. He's sitting at number four in the averages down there. By all means, go for it. If you could get that little bit of extra money and grab Hearn, um, Whitfield or Lloyd, if you don't have them, the, the next is almost a roulette. I mean, every week we all harp on about Laird, but right now... I think Hooley deserves a lot more respect than Laird does. So. I think and I think Tom Stewart is still yeah. so underrated by the community. My goodness, he has been good this year and needs to be spoken about more prominently, I believe. Uh, the community already knows where you stand, so they probably don't want to even ask the question. Um, that is true. That's it there. Vice Captain and Captain, Captain Bombs. Well, it's pretty simple, Corey. You've got Brody Grundy. You do nothing but VC that guy. Um, I can't believe the amount of people that are asking if you take Cali ahead of Grundy this week. No, absolute stupidity, Corey. Um, don't even need to have a look at what he's done against Fremantle, but I'll tell you what he's done anyway. His highest uh, average against an opponent is Fremantle. So, and, and this could be some uh, significant score. So, he plays a really early game this week as well. So you don't even contemplate that. You know you're just automatically running the VC on Grundy. And I'll tell you what, if all else fails, um, I would have loved to have said, you know, run him into a Lockie Whitfield this week, but you can't because they're playing at the same time. Um, but I just don't think it's going to fail. So just back your bags and take whatever Grundy out, uh, puts out there. The bloke's averaging 130 on the season. And I'm sure if you have a look at my article this week, you'll just see what an absolute animal he's been. But... What do you reckon his three-round average is at the moment, Corey? Uh, 150. Well, yep, precisely that. What's his five-round average? 135. 138. So you, you don't even hesitate to have a look at that. He has tunned up every game since round two, and he's only had two scores in that time below or below 110. Everything else has been 132 or more. So what does that make it? In nine games, he has had seven scores of 132 or more out of these last nine. So you don't even contemplate uh, removing the VC from him because he just automatically do it. We had a tweet the other day. I think he's from memory from the tweet. I should go back and find it. He's averaging 135, I think, since round two. Yeah, yeah, something. I think it was 135.88 off top of my head. For some reason, that kind of just... 135.6 since... Oh, 6.6. I, I knew it was a kind of a one, one, one. Only owned in 54% of teams. Corey, it's it's honestly laughable. Um, and then you have a look at what he's done at the MCG this year as well. 144, 141, 134, 160, 132, 137. Um, and we can forgive him for that round one score of 81. I mean, it's just the numbers just... They speak for themselves, don't they? Really lob this week too. I mean, he could eat him. Yeah, he'll have sixty hit outs again this week. Great. Oh, sorry, I should probably go mine. Um, but I agree with you. I'm Grundy into Lockie Neal with all else fails. Yeah, so trades at the moment, Corey. I'll just be looking at getting Scrimshaw to Hinge and and probably Hayes to um, whatever that midfielder is from the Baker. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
mine were Sam Collins at the moment. I was looking at Sam Collins and Brad Crouch uh, to Josh Kelly and Mitchell Hinge. That Ooh. was just a play around the other day. Uh, I really got no idea what I'm going to do. I've been, every time I talk to someone right now, like, obviously not replying to comments or anything, um, and they talk about, you know, what are you doing this week or how's your Supercoach team going, blah, blah, blah. It's to the point where I'm saying, like, the game's finishing on a, on a Sunday night. I'm looking at it on a Sunday night. I'm doing more Supercoach research, you know, on a Monday or Tuesday, like, just looking at things and, and checking things out. I'm not even thinking about trades now. Like, I'm honestly, I'll make a trade. I'll make a trade on uh, on probably Sunday night or Monday, and I'll reverse it uh, come Thursday. Because the season we've had so far is just so unpredictable. And there's no point investing. Oh, I'm finding there's no point investing time and thinking, this is a trade I'm going to make this week. This is what I'm doing. That's insane. Because every week, something's, we've had something thrown up. And I'm just yeah. over it, and it shits me. And, and this is the thing. So the thing that might get thrown up this week, Corey, is actually Darcy Moore not being named again. Now, if he's not named, he's got to go for me. So Scrimshaw to Hinge is not a significant downgrade because there's not a hell of a lot of money in that. Um, and I'm about 20, 30K off being able to do Darcy Moore to Shannon Hearn. So I'm in a position where if he's not named, I'm probably going to go a Luke Ryan or a Tom Stewart or a Rory Laird or something like that this oh, week. I would have thought. You are definitely getting I have to say, Luke Ryan, though, Corey, and, you know, I was a fan last year, yeah. and just with his ceiling of scores, and I get that he's had a few more lower-type scores, but just that ability. So he's had a 156, a 145, and a 131 at various stages this season, and given he's only 20K more than Tom Stewart, and you have a look at Tom Stewart's, you know, big scores for the year, he's had a 124 and a 120. So the ceiling there, I don't, I don't mind that a little bit, and uh, maybe I'll just have a look at the buys and, and see what kind of fits in there. But um, yeah, if Darcy Moore's not named, I'm certainly going to have to upgrade him because I'm going to need some on-field support. I would have thought. Love it. Got rid of him two weeks ago. That's actually worked really well. Um, you know, the one thing I have done this year, besides absolutely screwing Hoare at the start, um, even that was pretty good. Uh, I had uh, that was. Not as well. I had. Um, that was one of. The- one of, oh, I won't go there. Yeah, anyway. Um, is I've almost moved the players at the exact right time. Like, I moved more, like, that first yeah. week of the injury. Yeah. I moved Drew the first week he was out. I yeah. moved Scrimshaw about, I don't know, a week or two ago. Like, I've just, yeah. I think I've been pretty lucky in that aspect. Um, just a question before we wrap up the pod. We'll go through each line. The two must-have players, you think, in each line. And I know this is spur of the moment, so don't... I'll forgive no, you. no, that's all right. Whitfield and Hearn. Yep, agree. I think that's an absolute lock. Um, uh, after Neil's weekend, I don't even want to say. Fife and Cripps. Okay. I I'm, yep. I'm Josh Kelly, just on pure scores, but you got to watch out for that body right now. Josh Kelly, yeah. I think, is the, the must player up there, and Cripps and still I'm, for me. And I'm factoring in, you know, sort of injuries and those sort of things because, yep. you know, it's all right. Grundy and Gorn, that's, that's yep. an absolute no-brainer. And uh, for me, it's Tim Kelly and Josh Dunkley. In the full line. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was probably going to say Kelly and Mundy, but I completely understand the, Do- the Josh Dunkley as well. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it interesting how not, neither of us went actually to danger there? Well, I don't think you can right now with the, the body doing the body things and, and what's not. But I've, I've, like honestly, if you don't have Dangerfield, I think you'd be idiotic to not pick him when he's back. 
470k. It's 200k less than what I would have. I would have taken almost a hundred dollar bet at the start of the year that he wouldn't end up under that at any stage. But look, that's where we are. All right. Um, almost forgot we're doing a podcast then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, latest. Uh, on behalf of Bombs and myself, thank you for putting up with some pretty shit jokes and some anger management tonight. <laughs> but, uh, uh, as always, peace out, community, and thanks for listening.